Welcome back, everybody, to the Classic Rock Podcast. And coming up in this special extra edition, we're going to be hearing from the Queen of Rock, the one and only Susie Quattro. She celebrates, can you believe this, 50 years this year since Can the Can went to number one. But that is another story, as they say. Today, it is all about the brand new album released with Katie Tunstall. It is called face-to-face, and if you're expecting a raucous all-out rock record, then you're going to be disappointed. But what we do get is far better than that. Everything is here. Blues, country, bluegrass flavours right the way through it. Power ballads, ballads, and yes, there is indeed rock tracks on there as well. The vocals blend seamlessly to deliver these perfect harmonies, and all in all, It is just a great album. Now, if you missed any of the recent shows, then do head over to the website or whatever platform you use to stream from. Glenn Hughes caused a a bit of a stir last week when he was on the show, and uh, we just have to mention in passing that uh, Eddie Van Halen actually wanted him to join Van Halen. Who knew that? Not a lot of people, so it seems. Also on that show, Lance Lopez, who's got an excellent album that is called Trouble Is. And uh, we talked about his lengthy career playing with blues legends and icons, his friendship with Billy Gibbons. Really good piece, that. And looking for John Karabi, who's back with the Dead Daisies, is going to be joining us on the upcoming show at the end of this month. And prior to that, we have got a Saxon special that's coming in the next few weeks as well. Now, if you were a child of the 80s, we have some news for you, because Dokken are returning with the release of a new album for October. Heaven Comes Down is out on the 27th of October, just ahead of Halloween. And the album has been mixed by Kevin Shirley, no less. Now, if you are relatively new to the show, if you've not been listening from the start, then a couple of years ago, we did uh, quite an in-depth feature with Don Dockin, and it can still be heard. If you go to the website, there are two editions of the podcast on there with Don going back to where it all began for him at school, in his first school band, getting on stage as a teenager, and then that uh, epic decade. Yeah, people tend to overlook uh, Dokken and their contributions to that decade, but they sold over 15 million albums, the majority of them in that decade. And if you go back and actually reintroduce yourself to some of the music of the era that they produced, it's right up there with some of the very best. Anyway, we are going to get Don on prior to the release to talk about the album. And just to give you a taste of what it's all going to sound like, then here's a track from the album released yesterday, and it is called Fugitive.
it is. Fabulous track from the new Dokken album. It is called Heaven Comes Down. It comes out on the 27th of October, and that is called Fugitive. And now we must move on. Susie Quattro, face-to-face, is out today. I spoke to Susie earlier this week about how she got together with KT and how the project developed. And as we said, the album is full of the unexpected, including plenty of earworms like this. So opportunity knocked on my door I chose to let it in Pick my backbone off the floor Cause I had to fight to win And now this movie can begin You say I'm down to earth from what you see You say I'm normal But what does that mean? Shine a light
I want to just talk a bit about the the relationship between you and uh, and Katie, because your first meeting with her was was backstage at that Elvis tribute show back in I think it was 2010 when you you said to her that you recognised a lot of you in her and you wanted to pass on the baton. I did say that, yeah. I don't remember saying that, but I know she said I said I, that sounds like me anyway. Um, I was a fan. She she was also a fan, but I didn't know it until I watched my rough cut of Suzy Q, my documentary that came out in the uh, end of 2019. And then when I saw that she popped up on there, was talking about me, I had a mutual fan get in touch with us. I mean, you know, all I'd done is say hello to her at the Elvis thing. So <laughs> didn't we didn't we didn't really talk talk. And we had a meeting, we had a lunch, we did two songs remote. She wanted me to write something for a riff that she'd written. We both recognized pretty quickly there's something something's going on. And I said, Why don't you come stay at the house for a few days and let's see what we got? And we sat on my carpet in the front room barefoot with all of our paraphernalia in front of us, and we started to talk. And this was our process. We talked, we talked, we talked, and all the time <laughs> we're, we're writing and writing and writing in our heads, and all of a sudden a song appeared. Like was, that, was there wine? Was there wine? <laughs> no, not while we were working. Right. Afterwards, yes. <laughs> Afterwards, I, I would open up either champagne or red wine. Yeah, when we're done. I'm not a worker who works with, with, with the drink in me. I've never done that. So this is... It is one of the year's surprises, although we've known for a while that the, the album was coming. I don't think anybody expected what we got here. This is a very mature, very grown-up album that explains subjects that only living a life actually reveals. And the songwriting has been blended into these wonderfully, finely crafted and at times quite emotional tunes it's it's yeah you have to live you have to have lived the life to write what we wrote about we took every subject very seriously and we went the distance what we developed was this trust between us this respect for both our artistry we kind of leaned towards each other and we created something brand new out of it but every song goes the distance. We dove in to each subject. And I'm glad you found them emotional because there are some emotional songs on the album. Oh boy, are there. KT was talking the other day on an interview and I was listening to it, The Illusion. She, I think that's her favorite, The Illusion. Um, I don't know what my favorite is. I think it might be Face to Face. I don't know. But as far as Earworm goes, and one that is just stinkingly commercial, and it's an anthem, is Shine a Light, you know? And, yeah. it ha and it says something so important, shine a light on me or let me be. Don't have the jerks in your life. You don't need them. You, you've said in the past that as an artist, I, I know who I am. Now, did that artist actually get introduced to a you that maybe you didn't know existed here? Um, I, I always say that it was uh, l really lucky for me as a person that when I was growing up, I come from a big family, five kids, I didn't fit in. And that was lonely, but at the same time, when you don't fit in anywhere, you can't find your place that you belong, you find your own place. And this is what happened. I created a niche for me to exist in. 
And this is why I'm such a one-off because I had to find that's a, that's what my dad always says. My dad my dad used to say to me, he said it more than once. He said, When they made you, they threw away the mold. And before I can say thank you, he says, Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he clearly forgave you then for seeking out those Christmas presents that were hid in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> We also have on this this album this wonderful array of different genres, from the obvious, which is obviously the, the rock music tracks. There's a little bit of country and a bit of bluegrass feel here in, in Damage. There's the bluesy feel on Overload. And there's the, the slower ballads here. In fact, I, I think possibly, I was going to say the best track here is, is Illusion. How difficult was it for you not to make a Susie album? Um, we came to this and we found, we, we found each other. This was meant to happen. Obviously, this does not happen by, by chance. This was, this was written. So we, we met each other. We recognized that this was happening. And I didn't steer it and she didn't steer it. We let the conversation and our musicality steer the project. That's how it came about. We didn't, we didn't, I didn't push, she didn't push. It just happened. And that's what you're hearing. This natural connection, this natural flow of ideas. And we allowed ourselves to be emotionally vulnerable and exposed. That's what happened. And sometimes she got up, she said it in her own interview. She got up and walked out the room a couple of times because I said, let's do this. Cause we were talking, let's write this. And she said, no, I don't want. And then she came back. <laughs> <laughs> and and she found out she found out that because I'm an you know we talked about this too I'm an in the fire kind of person that's how I am I will walk through the fire I'll feel the pain and I'll come out the other side she observes the fire so I pulled her into the fire and then she showed me how not to be so sensitive that I get so hurt so we have lessons to teach each other and it's a yeah. it's a it's a beautiful friendship you can see you can see the connection on the video for Shine a Light if you've watched it. It's all there. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that makes this collaboration work is the perfect blend of the voices. I mean, here we have uh, two great individual artists and performers, and that doesn't necessarily mean putting two people together works, but it does for you. I mean, you, you have a slightly deeper tone that sits perfectly alongside Katie. I have to say, and I, I again, I'm always, always very honest. Um, we were talking about this just the other day when we were doing uh, BBC Breakfast Time. And we were talking privately and I said, Katie, tell me the truth. I said, did you realize while we were recording that our voices were blending like they do? She said, I had no idea. I said, neither did I. And now when I hear everybody saying it, then I listen, then I hear it, but we were too involved in the project. But my, my husband said it to me when he heard the album at first, and he said, you couldn't have known that. I said, no, who knew that we were going to blend like that? It is slightly different voices, but they're just perfect. I read a review the other day of the album, and it said, it has harmonies on it that you only usually get with siblings. My God, what a compliment.
songwriting style. In, in the past, you've referred to it as being uh, very organic. When you start the song, it has to uh, have a feeling, a reason for being there. And I just follow the path. So what was it like sharing the path? How different was it for you to, to be involved in a, uh, a writing process with somebody else? It was, it was um, humbling. It was educational. It was emotional. Um, I mean, you know, she's a great writer, KT. She's a great player, great writer, great singer, great artist. And we just, I mean, it's its so strange. I don't know. We just sat there and it just kind of flew out. I haven't written with anybody like KT before. And really, it's a case of leave your ego at the door, 100%. And uh, not that either of us run on ego, which we that's why we get along. We don't run on ego. And just let it roll let it roll let it come let it let it feel don't don't push it because it will just flow we flow 
KT and I, Flo, there was one time we were writing, I can't remember what song it was. It was, uh, oh, it was Good Kind of Hot. And I said to her, okay, here's the verses. And I've, I've kind of done the course, but I want you to take this verse here. And I said, uh, take me to the edge of pleasure. And she immediately, this thing is too big to measure. And I went, KT, she said, I said, thank you. She said, what? I said, usually if I'm writing with somebody, I have to wait for them to catch up. She said, not with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, <So. laughs> the, the quote that uh, I think, I don't know whether it was you or her that said it, but you're cut from the same cloth to your this match made in heaven. That was me. I did say that. And we are. And who knew? Who knew this was going to happen, you know? Um we, we are slightly different areas, but we are cut from the same cloth. We are both uh, tough on the outside, soft on the inside. We're both true artists. We're both difficult, and we're both vulnerable. <laughs> the Katie wanted something that was outside of her comfort zone on this album. What was your objective going into this, if, if indeed you actually had one? I didn't have, I, I'm just trying to think, what did I go? I just, I just followed my instinct that I had said since hearing her, people would say to me, oh, who do you like of today that you'd like to work with? And it was always her name. So I thought, okay, here I am. I'm working with this person I wanted to work with. And it's a case of when you first sit down together, it's kind of like, okay, what have you brought to the party? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at what you produce then here, are you, are you sat there thinking, God, why, did, why didn't we do this 10 years ago? Because you can't predict um, this was supposed to happen now. My life had to be where it is. Her life had to be where hers is. And this is when this album was meant to be written and put out there for the world to see. We had to have enough life, both of us, behind us, experience and pain and joy and be able to sit down there, be comfortable in our individual skins and just let it out. And that's what we did. And it's been a humbling experience, actually, a joyful experience. Sometimes I can't believe what we've written. She's always been a big fan of yours. I mean, you knew that. One of the things that she said that I picked up on, she said, whenever I stop to make a decision in my career, I stop and ask myself, what would Susie do? Now, knowing this about her, knowing the esteem in which she, she holds you in, how does it feel when you have someone say like say something like that? And then be working with you. Does it actually put pressure on you to, to, to live up to what their expectation of you is? Um, no, I didn't feel any pressure. I felt humbled by what she said. And I thought it was just the sweetest thing I ever heard. <laughs> I took That's it that nice. way. Yeah, I, I, I went, oh, <laughs> you know, how sweet of her. What a nice thing to say. Really, what a nice. It's, it's such a compliment. So what she's saying is, is she thinks I, I did stuff the right way. So that is a compliment. And thank you, KT. Now, has this given you a taste for more collaborations in the future? Now, I know you always quite fancied doing something with Rod Stewart. Have you <laughs> ever reached out there? 
I have I I've never done never done it properly, but you know, if he's listening, he'll hear it. But uh, you know, I I really I'd like to do another one with KT. I mean, they have an option on a second album, so we will probably do that. And did you know, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but I have to mention it now, that yeah. um that we are album of the week on BBC Radio 2, and I was screaming last night with joy. <laughs> I said I wrote to KT and I said, I'm now allowing myself to be exhausted. <laughs> fantastic I, something else actually i mean apart from rod stewart i i was listening to the to the album and especially the the slower tracks there i was thinking hmm, robert plant oh i love robert he's a friend um yeah, I'd love to do something with him too. I mean, who wouldn't? My God Almighty, Robert Plant! You know, you're talking one of the rock gods. You know, he's and he's a he's a nice, nice man, nice, nice man. Um, and he was a big fan of my radio show. He never missed it. Oh, that's I, I, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I was on BBC Radio Two for 15 years, and Robert said he never missed a show. How how nice is that? How sweet! He was actually a guest on my show too. Oh, and did you know that this is? I must mention it. Yeah, go this, on. This is. Uh, Celebration this year of 50 years of Cam the Cam being number one. And, wow. And 50 I know. Years. 50 Can you believe it? I've been in the business 59 no. years. And I'm doing five big shows in the UK. I have to mention them to celebrate this. November 12th, you, uh, Cardiff, St. David's Hall. November 13th, Brighton the Dome. Yeah, Fi yeah. 15th, London Palladium. 16th, Wolverhampton, the Halls of the Civic. 18th, Manchester, Bridgewater Hall. And that's to celebrate 50 years. So fantastic. 50 years. I mean, it is incredible. This career continues to deliver for you. No control. The the excellent uh, Devil and Me. And, and now this. Now, even the most optimistic version of you must be a, even a, a little surprised. The six <laughs> decades plus in you're still delivering, still finding new talents, breaking new ground, and generally having a ball. I, I think, you know, that the public's going to have to retire me. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I am in the privileged position of having found my voice when I was quite young, a child, knowing that I could entertain, knowing that I could hold an audience, choosing my career and being allowed to be successful at it. So like that China Light says, opportunity knocked on my door, I chose to let it in, and I did. <laughs> and I, I'm just as passionate. I have the same fire in my belly. This has never gone away. I never go out on that stage and think, you're going to like me. I know I have to win them over. So I, I take my job seriously, and I still have so much to say. I do. I'm an armchair psychologist, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You do have this persona that is very at home, it seems, in the public eye. You've, you've never shied away from talking about any of the difficult, sometimes tragic moments in your life, right the way back to the beginning, in your teenage years. And do you think that revealing this sort of vulnerability makes you even more relatable to ordinary people and to the fans. And that's why everybody loves you. Yeah, I think, you know, let's put it this way. And I'm going to use this line in a song. I am strong enough to show my vulnerability. Mm. Oh, that's a good line. <laughs> oh, 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 I got I got to write that one down. <laughs> uh, 
There is so much Susie out there. The music, the biography, the film, thousands of interviews. Is is there a Susie that exists that the world doesn't know away from the, the limelight? Oh, my gosh. Well, what just came to mind was me lying in bed and saying my little my little list of Catholic prayers before I go to sleep. Dear God, bless me, I have sinned, you know, all that kind of yeah, thing. And God, yeah, God I bless me. I grew up one. Oh, I, hear you. I know, I know, <laughs> I know, and I and I major in guilt, you know. So and I, but but I do I do make deals with with, with the guy upstairs all the time. I said, listen, if I do this, will you do this? You know. <laughs> Don't, don't we all? Yeah, don't sure, we all? Sure. You do. The the, the psychic side of you, has, has the psychic side of you ever seen into your own future? I always have feelings. I I, I do have that side to me, yes, big time. Um, and in fact, the other day I was in Hamburg and we landed and I got a phone call and I knew I was going to get a phone call because I had a premonition that I was going to get a phone call that somebody had passed away. And I landed and I was waiting for my bags and I got the phone call and it was one of my drummers and he had passed away in his sleep. So I, I, I do get these things, yeah. Women have it anyway, we have that premonition side, but I get it all the time. So did everything that you wrote and recorded, did it end up on the album or is there is there stuff there that may appear in due course? No, no, we worked on each subject and wrote the song. Every single thing that we wrote together so far is on this album, which is just brilliant. And I think we do have to do another one. It'd be stupid not to, because we have so much to say to each other, so much to share. And she said the other day, somebody asked her and she said, oh, I'm up for it, you know, so hopefully, and it looks like this is going to do what we wanted to. So yes. <laughs> well, that was Susie Quattro talking to me this week about the new album Face to Face, which is out August the 11th. And if you enjoyed listening to that, then go back and listen to an earlier interview we did with Susie. You can find it on the website or your streaming platform. It was around the release of the previous album, The Devil in Me, which was also very good, by the way. Uh, we went right back to day one when she realized she was going to be an entertainer of her life. And literally, went all the way through her life, all the highs and the lows, of which there are many, many highs, of course. Uh, we've not finished this extra show just yet because a few weeks back, Grace and Aaron Bond from When Rivers Meet came onto the show to talk about their really quite meteoric rise to prominence. Remember, they've been voted the Blues Band of the Year in the UK for three years in a row. And if you missed that show again, you can catch up via the website when we look back at how their career began and where it's going. Now, the reason I mention it is because the new album Aces Are High is getting closer and closer. It is out on September the 8th. And today we can reveal a new track from it. It's a really great track, this. It is called Seen It All Before. Yeah, that I should go. 
how good is that? Sounds fabulous, doesn't it? When rivers meet from aces are high. It is called Seen It All Before. You can catch them on a few live dates. Head over to their website for all of the details. And that is it for this Classic Rock Podcast Extra Edition. We're going to be back with a Saxon special next time out. In the meantime, do head over to the website, which has had uh, something of a redesign with some new content added, including uh, the, the Rock Blog. Also, the Classic Rock Gallery is there uh, and the Bite Size Podcast. If you haven't got time to listen to the podcast in full, then we've got cut downs and edits of the podcast with all the best bits on so you can either catch up or get a taste of what is in the uh, upcoming shows it's all there www.theclassicrockpodcast.com if you want to get in touch you can do so by there or indeed on the uh, facebook page Uh, but that is it for now hope you've enjoyed the show and i look forward to your company again very very soon for me tim capel till next time bye bye for now (laughs) 